0: Previously on Roleplay Radio.
1: One thing we didn't mention was that at the end of the year, we learned that Professor Galvan actually didn't kill Lore. Lore killed Galvan and got a ring that made him look like the last person he killed. So the Professor Galvan we know and love is actually Lore.
2: So Rose Pentagar was a student a little over 200 years ago. She came up with this spell that let her enter and live inside of her own books and affect what was happening there. But the actual Rose Pentagar books are still out there.
3: Your captain requires assistance. It is my pleasure to welcome your new vice captain. Greetings, Strixhaven. No. By the way, your father did say I am to spend most of the year at your side, at Strixhaven. Glad to have you along. Above you is just confetti and a sign that says, Welcome, Rumi. Sorry, I'm <laughs> Cateris. Nice to meet you. Cameras de Meloir. Gary. It's a pleasure. Roommate, huh?
0: <laughs> I want to say Koss has like a sketch pad, and is like getting out some of their ideas, but they keep on drawing Dario. Oh,
3: who's that? Nothing, just a bit of inspiration. Why does your inspiration look so familiar? When the bell rings and people start to shuffle out, you see Dario. He stops halfway when he sees you. Hey. Kamira noticed the look. What was that? I don't know, just some guy all saw around. Be careful with that one. He's bad news. Oh yeah, do you know him? He's my brother. And, uh, <laughs> If you ever step in my way again, there will be consequences. And then you make it to the base. You're surprised to see Captain Dappowing in there. The F-Squad. I was just talking to your butler. Seems like you have your work cut out for you. The F-Squad <laughs> is now an official extracurricular club that students can join.
4: <laughs> what?
3: Five days ago. It's the whole squad's here. Hey Bart. Welcome! Two of you already know what this looks like. The rest of you, well, you're in for a treat. And he opens the door. You don't recognize Fane's office anymore, because Shelly and Griff and some clockwork servants have put a lot of work into making have put a lot of work into this to make it look like a home base. So I want to say it has a little bit of each of your personalities. There's a, a library section. There's an alchemy section. There's like a, a mini bar on the, on the corner. Oh There's a, like a painter's room, but it's a painter's corner. Art studio. Art studio. Mm-hmm. Snack bar. <laughs>
1: That's Griff's section, it's a snack bar. Snack
3: <laughs> bar. Weightlifting <laughs> corner. It is gorgeous. It's a little clubhouse for you guys. Bart is just standing by the door looking very proud of all of you. <sighs> Whenever you're ready, we can show them the cargo space.
5: I mean why why not now?
6: Well, one second, one second. Shelley goes over to the bar area, picks up a nail that happens to be sitting there, just just a coincidence.
1: Mistakes <laughs> <laughs> M- examining whatever books are on the shelves in the library section and then asks, wait, what car? Why is it going to space? What
3: car goes space? Right. Below where Fane the Broker kept all of his illegal smuggled items. There's a lot of space oh, below. Oh,
1: sorry. Cargo space, not a car that's going to space. I uh, mean,
6: Space, there's a lot of it. Understood.
2: Well, we could go in a car if you want.
6: Cost. do you still have that magic paint to draw a car that we can go down in?
0: I'm running out. Also, what's
6: a car?
1: Don't people shorten carriage to car?
6: I
0: just- I usually hear it as carriage.
1: Oh, no, maybe it's just a red velvet. You thing. don't hear porridge as poor?
6: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Part bridges part? Yeah. And Hammer has ham, and Shelly hammers the nail into the wall, and then hangs their pickaxe up, and says, I won't be needing this anymore. You guys need to break anything down. Feel free to use it. Uh, I feel
1: like we should put it behind glass, so you have to break the glass to get the, the pickaxe. That would break the glass.
6: <laughs> Do you have enough paint for a, for a glass container?
0: It yeah,
3: wouldn't stay.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's go see this cargo space. <laughs> Bard opens a latch that leads to a set of stairs, and he uh, lights every single lantern on the way down. This is a bat cave of sorts. Along the walls, there are outfits, sized to your bodies. At least two to three outfits for each person, labeled and everything. One for like stealth reasons, one for heavy armor. Yeah, it is a- the cargo space is no longer just a cargo space, it is a- it is a little F-Squad cane. When did you have a- you had all the time to make
0: this? I...
1: And money?
0: Well, I'm not surprised about
5: money, but a lot of time, and a couple favors. A couple? A couple favors. It was a lot of favors. It was just a couple of favors.
6: We owe a lot of people a lot of of people.
3: Making a couple of favors. I want to say there's like signature items too, but there's variations. Like there's several different types of hats for costs, all of them pointy, but for different occasions. Then there's
1: the formal one that has a tie on it.
3: (laughs) All different kinds of aprons for Gary, like one to, to deck it out with like knives and stuff, one There's to the, the formal one with
4: the tie on. The formal <laughs> one with
3: the tie on it. Can this can this be where the,
5: the other jumpsuit the other tracksuits are? Yeah. 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 yeah like a silver
3: quill tracksuit, a quandrix tracksuit, a lorval tracksuit, a prismari tracksuit, and even a Witherbloom cape as four of you are, you know, admiring the space. I wanna say at some point Bart approaches Griff. And I almost, I also want to say that Shelly can maybe hear this, because I, I see where you're going with this. bar's just like, sir, you look a bit despondent. Is everything
4: all right?
5: They're gone, man. Shelly's out. Ow. Gone. Dunzo. Oh. They got her own, they got her own business and they're...
3: Their own business? Yeah. That's, at 19? It's great and all. That is... I'm like
6: 21.
3: Oh, sorry. Wait, I no, thought you were I... grip Sage. Apologies, but I mean that's great. A friend moving on in the world, yeah, moving we, on let, up. Let, let, let's
6: let's talk about it later. Let's just table it for now. And you see Shelly just standing behind Bart, crying.
3: Very well, sir. I I'll come. Come. I'll be upstairs if you need me.
5: I didn't before, but I. I... <laughs> not mad, I'm just... really sad. Sad looks mad.
6: You know, before last year, I'd never even left the swamp. And now I'm gonna go live in the big city. Yeah. Is it the biggest city?
0: It's pretty big. It's it's pretty big. I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's one of them.
6: They do have big apples. (laughs) Pretty windy. I don't know, I'm gonna miss you all. We're gonna miss you too.
5: The
0: F squad won't be the same without you.
6: It'll be the four, the four squad.
0: Well, we had a lot of Fs, a lot of F words. One of those words was friends, and you've yeah. been our friend, so.
1: Another oh. one was
6: furniture.
0: Yes, you were not furniture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Though you did fight a lot of furniture. I always felt like I would be a good stool. <gasps> no, actually I can
2: see that.
5: Oh. Very, you're very sturdy. Should
2: I make the stools at the bar shells? Yeah. That would be kind yeah. of cute. Yeah. I think you should. Yes. That really yes. fits the thing. Yeah. Upside
1: down shells so they're flat on top, yep. you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, should Should we go to to the, the thing?
0: Yeah. I think we should probably should.
1: And Shelley, you should definitely come with us so you can, you know...
5: Hand out more business cards.
1: Yeah. I was also wondering, when you guys come visit
6: me, um, should we wear our uniforms? Yeah, I, I guess. I know that I have a bunch of them, and I just, I don't know, would they- would it make this place feel empty without putting them there? The place will already feel empty without you, Sheldon. Oh, I guess I do take up a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> you- you can take
1: at least one back with you and put it on display. I love that!
6: On the walls!
1: That would be lovely. <laughs>
0: Actually, come to think of it, let me go grab something from my room and I'll meet you at the assembly.
1: Alright. If you can find us, it's gonna be a lot of people.
0: I'll probably if be able I'd to find, find you. The two of you are big. You're tall. Do you want a
1: grip to stand on my shoulders?
6: I might pay to see that. Okay, how much? I need all the money I can get now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright. That's the spirit. Did you know I made
6: about 30 GP last year? Um, nice. I have none left. <laughs> <laughs> um... I really do. I'm not taking money from a mistake though. I'll take it from your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've already taken it. from his dad. I did. But you
2: should definitely I did. take
6: it. Yeah. After that poem, you know, I just felt like I could do it. I could do it. Like...
3: Five days later. The F Squad is now an official extracurricular club. What? what? You will be in charge of... The main missions and- What missions? Do we, do we get intense? Oh, we already have a few. We have a few missing books. Family jewellery. Did
2: somebody bring family jewellery to campus? That, that makes, makes
3: sense. It. Low shield. Uh, she wants to try out one of her new combat clockwork servants. Not the one you're thinking of with the puns. A new one.
2: Oh, this Wait, sounds so do we have exactly to fight it? She
3: calls it the rim shot. She wants to test it out. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is and then definitely finally we noise. have one from Dean Valentin who want, just wants you to find some of his missing pests. So anyway, this is just the first four jobs and we are getting in more by the day. Do you, are,
1: are, are we, we getting abs- paid for this?
3: <laughs> you will buy the job depending on who puts in what okay, okay, they offer. I like
2: this. Uh, that's not so bad. Who's pe- offering the most?
3: At the moment, Steen Valentin.
2: There we go. Uh, it sounds
0: like yes. that's what we're doing. Followed then. by Low Shield, but Does hey. the F's in F squad now stand for finding things? No,
2: it's for finances. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Finding
3: finances. Master Griff. You did tell me to do this and I, you, I set plans into motion. This is my job, sir. You are terrific. Thank you. Okay, yeah. who do
2: we have for tryouts? Well, I don't know whether these tryouts We happen. have a
3: very long list, including the B Squad from last year, of course. Well, the, so they
2: should just get in automatically, yeah, right?
1: right. I'll say
3: the word I and will I will make
2: them. We, we
5: add someone in automatically and, you know. Well, uh,
1: sure, but we know Aurora. Thorn and Rosie. Are yeah, fine.
5: but they I, did sign up. Gary
1: and Aurora splits
5: film.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to prejudice Aurora, who we know is an extremely helpful person. Just
5: because you're a good driver doesn't mean everybody else is. Right? Uh, no.
1: What? Aurora's fine.
5: Yeah, I mean they split up
0: on pretty good terms, right?
1: Yeah, And they already hugged. It's fine.
0: Yeah, Gary, you're cool with it, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it won't be weird. All
0: right, well, other than those three.
1: What are we even measuring? What do we do for tryouts for this? I guess
0: we just set them up with the chair and say fuck it up. Captain Dapperwing.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, we could, I suppose. I'm sure Rosie would love that.
3: No, but <laughs> I will say, Captain Dapperwing specifically mentioned, since you are the F squad, any missions that are particularly dangerous will have to be done by you all. Whereas the quote unquote B squad can take care of any other things that need doing, like,
5: like recon, yeah. research, go back up, or the fetch me be, quest. being like a lookout,
0: you know. you know,
1: helping someone's cat down from a tree. Correct. Seems to be the sort of thing we're signed up for Stuff now. Stuff
0: like that. I'm honestly entirely fine with that. I mean, last year was a lot of high stakes missions. I'm looking forward to a year of low stakes missions.
1: That's fine. I just wasn't expecting this. I guess if it's an official
2: thing as opposed to something that we just kind of end up doing, we get, if you it's
4: know, officially um, sanctioned. Oh, and
1: can we. Is all of this, like, in writing, in, like, a signed contract?
3: I mean, yes, that is. Uh, I right. have it right here. That
1: means Peanut Butter can't cancel it. Peanut Butter? Peanut Butter. Yes. PB, Papa Burningham.
3: Oh! <laughs> Uh, that was a couple of steps. I'm going to <laughs> pretend I didn't hear that. Right. There's a knock on the door suddenly.
1: May chance it's open.
3: Standing there is peanut butter himself.
1: Oh, we really need like a secret passphrase for this.
3: And he is being escorted by his usual entourage of clockwork servants. And he looks stubborn as hell. Bartholomew clear the room. Except for my son.
1: You uh, could just
5: ask. Isn't Dabueng in charge? Uh,
3: mistake, Koss. Gary, would you all like to see the downstairs area?
2: We've already seen it. Yes.
3: Would you like to see it again?
2: I think we
3: we should. We, we, we should. That's there are fine. so many other things to see. Several of the drawers and compartments and.
0: Uh, Koss is going to slip pigment into some little.
3: Nook or cranny to spy. Beautiful. (laughs) So you're all able to hear this conversation that's about to happen. (sighs) Master Bjorn starts pacing, looking at every single corner of the room. I'm not sure you can read his expression unless you roll an inside check. That's a 17. When he has his back to you, you can't quite read him, but every now and then you catch a glimpse of his face. And you know, while he is stern-faced, there's always- a storm a No. No? The opposite. Oh. You know that he's not mad. He's looking around, just observing everything. But there's no anger, and you know when he's angry. Griffin. He sits down on one of the chairs. Care to explain? Gonna be doing
5: F-Squad stuff for me an F-Squad place. Seems that sen- me made-, made sense to uh, use this space since the former person, you know, didn't use it so good. I do believe last year I said no more of this F-Squad business. And yet, and yet, If we didn't do anything, there probably wouldn't be too much of a school for you to somehow find your way into leading. So I guess you're welcome. And I don't necessarily always go looking for trouble, but I mean, it seems to find us. So why not be ready for it?
3: When you were saying that, He starts polishing his vice-captain pin on his blazer. I said no more of the F-Squad, and you disobeyed. I said you would work for the Entrepreneur Society, and you go and create your own business. And he looks at you. Wait a minute and there's a hint of a smirk on his lips. You know, I had similar ambitions growing up. I wanted to start my own business. Well done. Griff, Griff is
5: wide-eyed. Well done.
3: Well done. I will want to be there to supervise who else joins? for the tryouts. I must admit, I had you pegged for a loser, a uh, thing for yourselfer
5: before thinking of the family. Gr- griff in his mind goes, oh, okay, there it
3: is. <laughs> I thought you might be, dare I say, like your uncle, particularly when you refuse to join Laura Hold. But you have demonstrated some initiative. We can use this, son. I have a secret to share with you. Despite our family's reputation, Griffin, we are running low on money. Our family has Enjoyed a life of luxury for centuries that is slowly changing Which is why we you and I It is up to us to continue the lineage help the burning Hammer family thrive once more We will bring honor back to our family now your uncle Yes, he is still alive, Griffin. He has been meddling in my business over the past year. I will not disclose details. Let's just say he has resurfaced. And it may be time to deal with him once more. But leave that to me. You will be in charge of other things. <laughs> he's like furrowing his brow like, what the fuck are you
5: talking about? <laughs> he doesn't say that.
3: Just, yes. just silent. Nothing to say? say. Uh, uh, I don't know uh,
5: where to start with. Uh, why don't we have money?
3: Well, far too many investments. Far too much luxury. Both on my behalf and on my father's behalf and his father and his father and so on and so forth. The point is, we cannot afford the luxury that we have now. We must think wisely moving forward. Now, I, the businessman that I am, sought out a few potential buyers for valuable things that we may find. And that's when he puts a hand over your shoulder, tries to give you the encouraging father, you're still my son despite all the bullshit, arm over the shoulder. But with that Seventeen insight, I think you can tell he's looking after Burninghammer, not looking mm-hmm. after Griff.
5: Mm-hmm. He's co-opting mm-hmm. the group to make it into a business. And he's making the us into fame.
3: I wanted you to join the Entrepreneur Society like your pal, Garrett Grig, which by the way, you might want to make him to your second man. That boy might be useful in generating money. You started your own business, so now it's time to put it to use. There are several artifacts, Griff, and he pulls out a list. Several prized possessions that that sleazy scumbag, Bane the Broker, might have misplaced last year. A few of them happen to be very special books, pre-owned by a very special person who died 200 years ago by the name of Rose Pentagar. You might have heard of her. Her books are lost out there in the wild. I want you and your squad to keep an eye out. Those books are valuable, Griff, very valuable. Thousands of gold. You find those books for me, and I will allow this to continue. This, and he just motions to the room. Let's say you?
5: You will find that as much as you don't want this to exist, it will probably be in need until the school doesn't need it anymore. So we're going to be here to clean up the mess regardless. Sure. Why do you want
3: these books? What's in them? You know what's in them, Griff. To be able to jump into a book to live out your wildest dreams and come back unharmed. Why? I know many rich folk who would kill to participate in that auction. You find those books for me, Griff. Let me do the rest. Yeah.
5: And how does this benefit the school? It doesn't. It benefits us. House Burning Hammer. This is a school thing. This isn't for you to co-opt.
3: There it is, a very familiar disappointment. I mean,
5: talk about yourself. You're saying that we're generations of failing upward. So, I guess it takes one to know one. So, if you're going to want to use our F-Squad, you're going to have to come to the table like a partner.
3: He polishes his pin once more. Strike one. I'll give you two more strikes, or I will have this place shut down. And he just buttons up his blazer and stands up. That's
5: a, a real shiny badge to say that you're number two. For now, Griff.
3: For now. And he walks out. Sir, is it over?
4: (laughs) Yeah,
5: for now. Great.
3: So,
1: can we all agree that Dapplewing is the queen of bad decisions? Kind of seems like it. Right?
0: Perhaps, yeah. I wonder if there was literally nobody else who would have fit the bill.
1: Dapplewing was a professor before, right? Was there really no other dean or professor who was interested in the role? I mean,
2: would you be? If you had a great job teaching and doing your research and instead you would have to take over the logistical running of the school?
1: There yeah, probably some people who are into that.
5: In an irritable way, Griff would be like, it wouldn't matter who is in charge. My father smelled blood in the water and he is a Desperate man.
0: It kind of seems like everybody else in the world still seems to think that your family had a lot of money. Might I say,
3: uh, maybe we keep that in this room because if you are to disclose that, and start spreading rumors, it might come back to bite you. I knew, Master Griff, about the lack of funds, but I'm sworn to secrecy. Yeah, you're fine, Bart. I will say, those books that Fane the Broker presumably was able to smuggle in, or accuse them. Yeah. So they
1: I'm not opposed to finding the books. I just don't want to give them to peanut butter to sell.
3: I quite respect that wish.
5: Is my father blackmailing Dapple
0: in Bart?
3: Not to my knowledge, no.
0: I can't imagine that she'd have too much that she'd be worried about blackmail about at this point.
1: Not to mention they're the two main investors in the railroad so it kind of makes sense. Even though I think it is still a terrible idea. I mean, if someone is offering scholarships to people, they shouldn't also be in charge of the school. That's kind of a conflict of interest. So one thought, Dapplewing isn't immune to sense. Could we talk to her?
0: We can try talking to Captain Dapplewing about it. I don't know what she'll be able to do.
1: She chose him, can't she just unchoose him? That's what I'm saying. And don't the deans have any say in it? So even if Dapple and Cat un not him, couldn't we petition the deans? Hell, we could go to Rosie. Right,
5: Rosie would be all over this. All <laughs> oh, the more reason to have a B-Squad. Cover a lot of ground. I think we need a B-2-squad. Oh, well, then we gotta whole out that.
2: Cause it or seems like- What
1: size of B-Squad do we want?
0: Well, here's the thing, it sounds like Peanut Butter, was it? Yeah. Is going to try to cede the, B, the official B-Squad
1: yeah he said he wanted to supervise it
0: so why not us just form our own little b squad that's true
1: we could have the tryouts that he supervises, but that doesn't mean they have to be the real
2: thing. Wait, so on that topic, um, can we actually make them fight a chair? Because I have a way to do that. It would be really <laughs> funny, and I think Rosie in particular
1: wouldn't lie. It would be a lot
0: to me to see somebody fight a chair. I would, I support this.
1: Oh, uh, so that, that whole thing with the- that sports thing, mm-hmm. that gives a scholarship or whatever?
3: Yep, that, uh, those trials are not till later on in the month, but yes.
1: Can not first year sign up for
3: that? Anyone can sign up. Normally, throughout the year, the Mage Tower Cup goes to one of the five teams in the school. But every three years, anyone can join. That is the point of the Triennial Championship. In fact, I've heard a lot of talk that they want the F Squad to sign up, but I refuse to comment. I
0: mean, I wasn't interested, but tuition is a thing.
3: Yeah. If you do try out, I would be happy to contact someone to take your measurements and get you all the nice fitting uniform. Oh.
0: Just, just give them whatever for me.
1: Oh, just like you know, a big size.
3: Right, we'll
2: do. Didn't we already have our measurements taken? I don't think I've grown since then. I, I can I've call that. We have our
3: tracksuits. suits would actually be a good choice. Yeah. The- I mean,
4: stretch. It's little.
3: So, <clears throat> the following morning. Two of you, Gary and Mistake, have poisons and antidotes. The other two have soothing language. Since we're starting with Mistake, Mistake, you were told this morning for the first hour of class, you have a list of ingredients that you have to pick up from Witherbloom. Now you can buy them if you wish, but knowing the two of you, you can get these ingredients in the swamps. So it might just take you some time, which is why they allotted the hour of classroom time to go and collect ingredients. Enya doesn't have class, so you know she probably like while you were getting ready or something from bed just been like I'll see you later girl
1: Assuming you're awake, sure
3: It's fine. I had I I had one of the clockwork servants gonna be my alarm for today going knock You can ask them to do that. It's a service for this room. I found out
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great glad to hear it
3: Tell your- your rich friend I said thank you again. (laughs) Sure. So, would you like to do anything before going to the swamps?
1: No, probably not. So
3: then I assume you'd bump into Carrie.
1: Yeah, the Mistake probably would have not trusted herself to do all of this within an hour. And would have gone early.
3: Mm. Gary?
2: I mean, he'd probably just show up whenever Cataras wanted to go. Roommates taking the same class, might as well head there together. Sure.
3: Um, you know, making small talk like that as you're heading to Witherbloom, and you do see a lot of other students there also collecting ingredients. Among them, one of your F-Squad members.
2: Gary will, uh, will head over to Mistake. Started early?
4: Yeah,
1: I figured I'd be garbage on it. How are you doing? Make you sure check. Not great.
3: Can you roll me a nature check, Gary? Yeah, sure. <laughs> great. <laughs> oh,
1: Cataraz
3: also rolled a 12. <laughs> so, so we got 11, 12, and 12. <laughs>
1: Doing
2: yeah. good.
3: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna take you some time. Gary and Cataraz. at least Catarasm, I definitely look at the pile that you have, like, oh I recognize some of those. Yeah, I know where those are. Let me start my stretches. Oh, yeah. Some of the ingredients are very high up, so you know I can pull my weight.
2: Oh Wait, actually, I have something for this. Oh. He pulls out a jar of something that looks like tar. Mm. Like, sorry, this pot's kind of gross. He pulls out another little vial that's just got a bunch of dead spiders in it, <laughs> and, like, crushes one into the tar, <laughs> and, uh...
3: Cataraz looks at that a-, a little bit horrified. Well... Do, uh, you kill him all yourself?
2: I mean... Usually these ones I just buy because spiders creep me out. Oh. They're they're alchemy ingredients.
3: Ah, yeah, no. Uh, I I mean, kind of
2: like what we're we're doing now.
3: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Have to get used to it. Whew. All right, let's do some climbing.
2: Right, yep, okay. And so he is climbing.
3: All right. Caterus then gets excited to see that and starts climbing with you. He's just like, oh, race you to the top?
2: Um, sure? (laughs) I'm not very sporty.
3: Oh, well. Come on, I'll help you. He holds out his hand.
1: Wait, it's not a race if you help. Well,
3: you know, it's our race. We make up the rules. Uh,
1: okay. Ship it. <laughs> <I> ship
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be just as friendly as I can. I'm not I'm not trying to flirt with you, I promise.
1: Uh-huh.
3: I'm drawing that line this year. You have to flirt with me this time. <laughs> so, can I actually get perception rolls from you So
2: it is a six total. That
3: is a three. All right, Gary, you got this one.
2: <gasps> I got it with
3: my six perception. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's- It was like somebody relative had to get it. Relative everybody else, you got it. Mistake gets distracted by Aurora come, like coming to say hi or something.
1: Ooh, I know. She is using her earring on. Cat. <gasps> That's what she's doing and why she doesn't notice this
3: shit. We'll come right back to yeah. you. Gary, Yes. as you're climbing, Cateris is helping you out and lending you a hand. He starts getting a little more adventurous. Oh, let me just go get that one over there. And he, like, starts going to the other tree, leaving you behind. And you realize you're very high up. And you start hearing... Picture... Has anyone seen Gremlins?
4: Yeah. Do you remember
3: Gizmo singing? This is out of nowhere, and it is within 10 feet of you, but it's echoing throughout the leaves, and there are no human noises aside from cameras nearby. Keep going. This is what you hear, Gary. Uh,
2: And I'm assuming because of my sixth perception, I do not see where this is coming from if I look around?
3: Correct. It is just resonating.
2: Okay. I also have my detect magic egg beater. Oh. So he's gonna use that. Okay. Just turn the little crank.
3: Nothing happens. So it's, it's not magic, whatever it is. Out of nowhere, a hand goes on your shoulder and it's cataracts. Oh, shhh. Do you hear that? Yeah. Do you hear more of the. Ah.
2: It's
3: not magic, whatever it is. Uh He's not good at perception either. I think after a couple of minutes, you don't see anything, so you start to head down. Mm -hmm. But you realize in your list of alchemy ingredients, you are missing mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And you just so happen to be... This tree has mushrooms on some of the branches. Oh, great! And he starts... ...collecting some. Sure,
2: Gary's gonna also get some mushrooms.
3: And then you realize... ...as you head down... ...and you get to where Mistake is... ...your bag starts singing.
2: My... my bag, like... like my backpack?
3: Like within your bag. The sound is now coming within your bag.
2: Okay, gonna open the bag.
3: Cateris also looks in with you. And you just see your alchemy ingredients along with your mushrooms. But then, one of the mushrooms begins to turn around. And you see a pair of eyes looking up at you. And a smile. And once again... <laughs> you see this looking back at you.
4: Oh my god, it's so cute!
6: <laughs> hello,
2: friend! Hello!
3: Kateriz's mouth drops. Like... <gasps> the hell? Um...
2: Hello, little creature?
6: Uh... He's just gonna kind
2: of like... Try touching the top of its little mushroom cap. <laughs> Just gonna give it like a, a little little finger stroke, little little pats.
3: It likes it. It starts giggling.
2: <laughs> um.
3: I have no idea what's this.
2: Can I like roll something that's not perception? Um, yeah,
3: you could do nature. You could do. Uh, history... Oh, I'm
2: good at history.
3: Yeah. It takes you a bit to, to think of what it is you're looking at, but you remember hearing stories about singing mushrooms <laughs> from the wild. Past that, you don't know anything else. That is the first thing that comes to your mind and that is the closest link you got.
2: I, I think it's a fey creature?
3: Well, that can be. Unless a plane jumped.
2: I... I mean, it happens, right?
3: On occasion. Humanoids. That's weird. We should probably get to class.
2: Yeah, maybe the professor can tell us more about it. Yeah, right. Hi. Mistake,
1: you coming? What? Oh, yeah, sure. Olives? No, no, thank
3: you. They've got sugar on them.
1: That's nice. I still don't really want them, but thank you.
3: Great.
1: All right. What did Mistake learn? (laughs)
3: Oh! You get an auditory flashback that takes you back to what sounds an awful lot like orientation day. You hear a lot of first years trying to figure out the clues from the scavenger hunt you guys did. You hear, how about that guy over there? You could ask him maybe, he might know. And then like a couple of other students walking up Hey, could you help us out here? We're trying to figure out this clue for for whatever whatever give them a pat and see what you gleam. And then you just hear Oh Yeah, no worries. Well you see the clues here references these here shrubs, and you just have to give them a wee pat. And and then you hear the shrubberies open. This is a very familiar thing. Yeah, you get a little Strixhaven mascot. That's uh, that's about it. Oh. Thanks. You you know you sure know a lot about Plants, Witherbloom, I'm assuming. Oh, no, I, I, you know, I haven't decided yet, but I'm thinking Quandrix maybe if if it allows. Why? You clearly have a cut. Oh, you know, I just, I just, I like math. There's nothing wrong with math and, and puzzles. A lot of awkward conversations, you don't really get that much off of the flashback other than he really is just kind to everyone he talks. And you are brought back and Gary and Katariz are asking you questions about this damn mushroom.
4: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) okay.
1: 4 psychic damage.
4: Oh.
2: Gary's elixir of the day was an elixir of healing, so I like to think that he just doesn't say anything Just when he's walking by mistake does like a stealthy put it in
1: her hand
4: <laughs> Aww.
1: So anyways now you were so, really powerful yeah, elixir I, healing. She's gonna hold on to this because she's gonna use her earring at least two more times today. Of course So wait, why'd you want to take this class? Um. Uh, poisons seem interesting. Also, two people that we know got poisoned last year and there was nothing we could do for them. Also, they tried to poison the captain. There wasn't really a whole lot we could do about that if that happened. Also, the entire color got brought down by poison. You know, that's fair. Why aren't Carson Griff here? (laughs) <laughs> because it was at the same time a soothing language in Kos that was very important for Griff to take. Uh, okay. I guess that could be helpful to Griff. I mean, also cost wanted to take it. It's
2: very cost class.
3: Meanwhile, Cost and Griff, you're heading to soothing language.
0: We will meet up at some points and costs is probably mid being like, I think it's a really good idea for us to be taking this together. I'm so glad that you decided to. I didn't think you'd actually take this suggestion.
5: Yeah, I,
0: you know, I, I thought I could use nicer words. Yeah, I could see
3: that. Yeah. Oh, he's using my sapiens. The Hot owl from last week. Shuba Shubadri approaches you guys. Hi, Hot Owlin. <laughs> right, so that's one of the things we're going to work on.
0: <laughs>
5: Hi. Hi.
3: Thank you for last week, by the way. I am forever grateful.
5: Sure. You're welcome. Gives a weird thumbs up.
3: Is he quite okay?
0: He's fine. He's always like this.
3: Oh, cute. Let's go. He kind
0: of is in his own way. Yeah. He seems really big he, and imposing. It's a grizzly yeah, just... quality.
3: Yeah. yeah. So you guys head in. It is a decently sized class. I'm going to say like maybe 50 or 60 people. It is a lecture hall, but it's not one of the huge first-year ones that are in Central Campus. This is a much more specialized lecture hall. And this one starts right on time. Dives right in. Dean Shale Tallembruk of Silver Quill walks in with her white garments, with some hints of black here and there. She is also an Allen, coincidentally white feathered. And when she begins, gosh, wish me luck here. Good luck here. Welcome to my class. I sure do hope you will pass. And if you do not pass my class. Well, that's on you for being an ass. Just kidding, I needed a rhyme, and quite, when I rhyme, I ran out of time. You see, I am imperfect, and for that, I will deflect. She spends the entire first half an hour speaking in rhyme, as she is trying to introduce what this class is about. Every now and then she has a slip and she apologizes immediately because she couldn't find a rhyme in time. Griff, this is a fun gimmick. I've never had a class taught entirely in Limerick. This is fun? (laughs) My (laughs) name is Dean Shale. My class you will not fail. What is your name, student? Griff! That did not rhyme, but that's okay. I didn't give him time, nor did I... uh... God, ow! I I, I set myself up for disaster. You got got nice. We'll give you,
2: the DM, an inspiration point.
3: Thank you
4: all.
2: How is that wrong but
5: also right? I gave you my name and it was wrong? Quite.
3: (laughs) Do forgive me if I hover. I'm just hoping to discover the type of student you can be. For you are your own self, you are not me. I have my thoughts, you have yours. Now. Shall we start with the course?
4: <laughs>
3: I feel like Gr-
5: Griff has the look of not being sure what's going to happen at any moment in time because rhyming is very strange. This feels too nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not too sure
0: how he's going to do. I honestly did not expect this from this class. I thought this was going to be more of like a meditation class.
3: Yeah. She starts giving you the spiel about how soothing language became a course, and uh, some of the history behind it. What historical figures were specialists in this? And then, as you read the beginning of chapter one, as she, you know, settles herself in her desk, and is this book written in rhyme? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> this is her favorite book, and, and that she teaches a course on. So yeah. The, and I do want to point out around this time maybe half an hour into the class. First of all, are you guys sitting near the front? Yeah, that makes sense. Front aisle, but in the center. So then that's actually a very good view. You'd notice right away, a particular third year walking in, a hot draft. Is everyone hot this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
4: everyone very
3: <laughs> hot. We met the hot aisle and we met the hot <laughs> draft. He's got, you know, his leather jacket. It is silver quill attire, silver quill colors, but he's got his own flair. And it is, uh... It's that bad boy flair. <laughs> He's got his boots, black pants, a white button up. You realize he is there, and in fact, Dean Shale will introduce him as my TA for the year. Huh.
0: Does cost catch Dario's eye at any point?
3: <laughs> At some point, you know, he's reading his book of like dark poetry, something like Mm Poe, but like in this universe, maybe Jack Kerouac. I feel like that's bad boy. Yeah, definitely. He he's reading some some kind of bad boy poetry. Bad boy poetry. (laughs) And then eventually, as Dean Shale is doing her discourse, he looks like he's just kind of lounging. He's not being used for anything. Like Dean Shale doesn't have any work for him. As far as you know, he's just sitting there. So it is easy for him every once in a while to just look up and start, you know, looking around. And he catches Cal's eye. Do an inside check. Sure. 16. Okay. He didn't expect to see you there. It's like a flash of smile, but then, oh shit. A realization of something.
0: I was just gonna give a look back of also who's like, didn't expect to see
3: you here. <laughs> I think this is actually fun. You will hear a voice in your head. Hey, girl. I think he's Come gonna be- here, you No, know, he's gonna be bold. Hey, gorgeous. <laughs> Koss just, kind of like, kind
0: of, like, startled at the voice in their heads. Griff looks at Koss. You good? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Are you, though? Hello? I'll be honest. I didn't expect to see you here. I, are you talking in my head, or- If you look over he will just give you the little- the little wave of like, yep.
1: Yeah, it's it's whispered, but I think nobody else can actually hear you. But yeah. your lips are still moving.
3: Okay. And Griff may not hear anything, but you might see Koss' lips moving. Well, it, that makes sense because baby Koss is trying to emulate the rhymes. And so Griff, Griff sees
4: that, <laughs>
5: and Griff is going to start emulating what Koss is doing, thinking that Koss is trying to learn. So Griff is going to start mouthing the rhyming words with the professor. <laughs>
0: um, I didn't expect to see you here either. I thought you were black, Silver so Girl. I am. So, is this just like a guilty pleasure or something?
3: Nah. It's a thing I signed up for, putting my skills to good use. I just wanted to say ahead of time sorry. For what? For what I'm about to do. I'd hate for you to see me in a bad light. Which you're about to.
0: I'm. Confused you're not about to Are you about to haze me in front of the class again like what happened the last year because I kind of got over that
3: Nah, you're good And around then Dean Shale Now we will have a demonstration. It is important for your education Do not fear he is a volunteer and it is a freshman who's just showing up He looks like a a very chipper, very happy to be there. Dean Shale explains, you know, he's signing up for extra credit work, signed up for an experiment to demonstrate the skills you guys will be learning in class. She says, My TA, Daria, will assist. Let us hope the damage does not persist. I will make sure our volunteer leaves this room without a tear. Go. And Dario gets up and looks right at the freshman. Freshman starts feeling kind of weird, watching as the rest of the class is just looking down at him. And Dario starts pacing around this poor little freshman. Griff is very intrigued.
5: <laughs> I think you're in the wrong
3: class. <laughs> and Dario's pacing around this poor little freshman, looking him up and down, and he goes, Wrong, 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 wrong. So much, just so much. He just slaps his fist. First of all, you call that an outfit. Dirt on your boots, stains on your pants. What the hell is with that shirt? He starts small and then he puts fingers to his temples. Ah, that makes sense. Papa didn't come home after age seven. Yeah, it shows. And mama, mama's working two jobs, and here you are, sure useless ass, standing here when you should be helping out your mom.
1: I mean also, cost points. help grief be a little less... literary? <laughs> if we do
0: demonstrations sure. every single day of this class, Griffin's just gonna learn how to be mean from this class. <laughs> <laughs> so, you
4: know,
1: hopefully, Part of the soothing language will ease work a little bit sort of like you know meditation it's yeah. going to be like, just a very calm relaxing class with positive affirmations i bet
2: that that class is a really positive environment that's what it sounds
0: like yeah <laughs> can we cut can you when you're
3: ending and dario's pacing around this poor little freshman forgive my language tearing him a new one the poor freshman who didn't know what he was signing up for for this experiment is basically against the wall Horrified, sweating, shaking, and Dario is just going at him, ends with, so if you think you have a future in saving, you might as well get the hell out of here because you are delusional.
5: Wow! Sorry. Sorry. Griff actually clapped <laughs> out loud like that? He was, he was so into how mean he was. He thought he was gonna learn nice, kind words, but if, De- we're, if we're doing this, Dean Shale twice.
3: Dean Shale looks over at you. You were not supposed to clap for that. No rhyme. <laughs> 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 hmm. And then the poor freshman is in tears as Dean Shale puts a wing on the poor freshman's shoulder and begins speaking to the freshman in rhyme. You are worthy, my dear. Do not ever fear, you will no longer shed a tear for after today you will be once more gay <laughs> as you will not remember a word that your ears today have heard. And you guys all f- see, it's like glittery smoke radiating out of the wings of the professor circling the freshman. <sighs> as once again the freshman's emotions become calm. Chipper.
5: We have everyone else clap and give an applause to Professor, and Griff is like, oh, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes.
3: Meanwhile, poisons and antidotes. Mistaken Gary, you're sitting in class in Witherbloom. This class is built into a giant tree and everyone's in the chatter. There are cauldrons set up all around this classroom. I don't know if you guys would sit together.
2: They've been lab partners before. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They have been lab partners before. Gary knows... Yeah. He knows he can borrow Mistake's book. Yeah, yeah. Assuming Mistake has got the book at this point, yeah. but... Prob- probably She probably
1: did some investigating to figure out if her class actually required the book, found out every class legitimately does need the book, and then yeah. begrudgingly bought all the books.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that the Dean of the Root was a very impressive lady. I heard she was raised by a hag out in the wilderness.
1: That always struck me as sort of a weird word. Hag. Right!
3: That's a negative connotation to it.
1: Right, but it doesn't really seem like it follows from I mean, one to the other. They
3: are they are terrible. That doesn't mean we should call them hags, right? Well, I,
1: th- I think it became an insult because of the people.
3: That makes sense.
2: Are they all terrible, or is this like a, a generalization thing? I
1: took it as more of a generalization thing, but that might be biased on my thought. <clears throat> huh. I oh, is that thing just going to keep singing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait! <laughs> it's been quiet for the most part now, but it does every now and then if you- if you don't pay any attention, it's gonna start singing. Like, that's just what it does. Yeah, and that's when the Dean of the Root comes in. I don't know how else to say this, but you can tell that she was raised by a hag. She's human, but humans in Arcadios live in quote unquote civilized manner. This lady is decked out in nothing but leaves and cloth that looks like She's owned that for 20 years and never bought any new clothes. She's got some flowers in her hair and there's definitely bees circling her hair and she's not paying it any mind at all. In fact, it looks like the bees live there. And everybody just kind of like stops their chattering to look over at her. Welcome, everyone, to Poisons and Antidotes. My name is Madame Lisette. What is so funny, boy? Nothing. Thank you. Open up your books to chapter one, please. Two students per cauldron, no more. And if you need a partner, let me know and I might work with you. She's very, like, chill. Some might be a little scared of her, like, because she sounds stern, but in my head, I think she just smoked a joint outside. She's that chill, but she's very focused and about what she's doing. Your assignment is to make a poison and then make an antidote for said poison, and then we will test it. Wink.
2: Gary's gonna raise his hand. Yes. What are we testing them on?
3: And she like, lifts a cloth. There's a variety of cages with rodents. <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh,
3: <laughs> That's evil. No, it's rodents, snakes. Oh. <laughs> you start hearing from your bag. It once was a game oh,
2: okay. <laughs> the play. Okay, how do you even know that song? Why do you still have this creature
1: with you? <laughs> I was going to ask the professor about it. Ooh. It seemed horribly really happy just out there, didn't it? Yeah. I- you know that's fair. Maybe this was
2: irresponsible of me. It's, it's so cute, I suppose, but there are a lot of
1: cute mice too, and I don't just put them in my bag.
2: That's fair. I do have quite a few mice. I mean if I found a really cute one, i I probably would add it to the, the group of I'm mice. i I'm not surprised at all. You don't know, you you need something to test on, as you can see. Just I'm, indicates all the colouring that, yeah. Um do you want to come with me to ask about it, or do you want to watch the cauldron? No, and I think we'd both learned. I'm probably better off staying away from it. <laughs> All right. Yes. So while we were collecting ingredients, uh, I, I gathered a mushroom, but it was a um a different a different kind of mushroom, I guess. It has a face and it sings. <laughs> Gary just gets it out of his bag. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Put it down for me. Sure. It starts to like kind of walk across the, the table, bumping into thing, bumps into her tea, and she picks up her tea.
2: <laughs>
3: Where did you find it?
2: Uh, with with the mushrooms, um, the the red caps.
3: That is not possible. This species is not native to Arcadios.
2: Um, no, I mean uh like um my friend said it probably plane jumped
3: plane jumping requires permission and paperwork <laughs> and it's a very complicated process uh, this doesn't, thing. can't the
1: magic just kind of work anyways you don't you don't really need signed paperwork to do magic
3: yeah right. i mean but anywhere within the vicinity of Haven, at least we would know if someone plane jumped well We do not receive any notice. Um,
1: is it a sort of notice that someone has to intentionally send you, or is it like...
3: It a... is an alert.
1: Oh right, so it's like an alarm. Yeah. So maybe somebody plane jumped near
2: the home of a Witherbloom student? The, this came along and then hopped out here in the swamp?
1: That's true, I
2: mean...
3: Like a
1: stowaway? It could have plane jumped somewhere outside of Strixhaven and somehow wandered in. Probably not on its own accord.
3: Certainly possible.
1: Is it dangerous or is
3: it just noisy? it mostly just sings. (laughs) Funnily enough, and she gives it a snacks to shut it up. (laughs) Funnily enough, it can replicate any song it has heard in its life. Not well, but it can. Uh,
2: Can We give it to Aurora? I mean...
3: You can't give it. It is a living thing.
2: So should we just... Put it down and let it do its own
3: thing? Well, if you do that, it would probably get eaten by the creatures and wither bloom. So, so we, we should... give it
1: to someone who can take care of it?
3: Well, that's not gonna be me. That's a living thing. I'm not cruel.
1: Well, right. That's why I said we should give it to Aurora. It's our friend.
3: She's well, a wither bloom. Well, here's the thing. I have seen these things. Campestries, they're called. Campestries? Yeah, but that one looks odd. The colour is off.
2: What colour are they normally?
3: They're not as vibrant are they? There's no moss on it, there's no dirt on it, it's very clean.
1: So it's a tidy one.
3: Perhaps. How did it remain tidy and with a bloom? Maybe it
1: Maybe. just found a nice clean puddle. Maybe someone felt bad for it and pressed a digitated it.
3: Maybe. Lots of maybes here. It's either that or what did you with names?
1: Gary? <laughs> Mistake.
3: Gary Mistake. You may have discovered a new species to Arcavios. <laughs> Cutting back to soothing language in Silverquill. The class has finished. Dean Shale is happy to stay after class to chat. Dario starts packing his things, looking a little bit ashamed that Koss saw him in that light. Koss is
0: going to take a second to double check on a couple things. First of all, Koss is going to be like to Griff. So just to be clear, it was the second half that we're going to be learning, and that's what you're excited about? (laughs) We're we're on the same page now? Well, I mean, I thought we
5: were... Yeah. (laughs) Now it's on me. It's on me. You're right.
0: No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm glad we're on the same page.
5: Yes. And Griff walks up to the drow. <laughs> that was so good! <laughs> Just want to let you know, as insults go, big fan. That was really good. Can I shake your hand? I'm gonna, I'm gonna shake your hand. Sure. shakes his hand. Okay. <laughs> Alright, bye. Well, that was... something.
3: Thanks. I think?
0: I guess you're good at what you do. Don't take it personally. I'd- Gotta make a living somehow, right? Do you get paid for that? You yeah. get
3: paid- uh, are you just like an insult comic? This is... <laughs> it's a weird way of putting it, but... Oh. Oh, I thought that was going in a different direction. Well... What? What did you think? I thought you were gonna berate me and tell me that I'm sociopathic or something. Why would I do that? You were just doing a job. Thanks. Figured I'd put my skills to good use? I guess
0: I can see that the skills run in the family. Sorry, did I say something?
3: I take it Chimera's told you about me? Yeah. Yeah, well... Listen, between you and me, maybe you shouldn't go around making friends with my sister. She's not really the type you want to trust on who she deems worthy and all that.
0: I, I gather that really quickly. Um. But I do still have to live with her for a year, so I was wondering, do you have any advice
3: about that? Show her you got guts. And by that, I mean her definition of guts, which is to be loud. You know, the loudest in the room. I don't know if you're into that kind of thing, being in the spotlight.
0: Well, not exactly. <clears throat> you're saying that to, in order for her to actually treat me with any kind of respect to play her game? Yeah, pretty much. Sucks, right? Yeah, it's not really my f- f- favorite thing. You might have been able to tell by my class selection.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I really don't want to get into the whole bickering amongst second-year roommates. I think those days are behind me. Let's just move on and talk about the future. Like, what are you doing next weekend? Oh, lad, uh, I
0: don't know. Did you have plans? Not a one. Okay, well. I don't know if can make some. Or yeah. Something. Let's just one quick thing mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up. You know that this changes, right? plus <laughs> is going go to, like, to like motion to himself.
3: What are you talking about? It's just well the
0: first time that you met me, you kind of did a really obvious checking me out thing and then you called and said like hello gorgeous in my head. I just I just want to be clear that this changes day by day
3: and I can't help it every time I like what I see
4: <laughs>
3: and I want to say he just kind of turns around and leaves without actually making plans with you because it's cooler
4: yeah
1: <laughs> After the poisons class, Mistake even says, I know you have a free period, I have another class, but if you want to give that mushroom sooner than later, go for it. Don't wait for me.
2: Right, yep, um, I'll get right to that. I just, I had an idea, I'm gonna go check on
1: this. <laughs> <And laughs> Gary just, like, doesn't even finish the sentence before he just starts walking away, and Mistake's like, sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mistake and Griff, how would you like to meet up? Do you meet up?
1: I imagine we do at some point, but Mistake probably stops for lunch and whatnot, goes back to the room to swap books, where she meets up with Enya and then heads there with Enya along the way encountering Griff. And
5: Griff, Griff is going over his notes, he just wrote, Don't be
3: mean and rhyme. <laughs> While you're doing that though, you're with Enya. You're walking towards Pillar Drop. Which is not a very long walk for you guys. No, no. But you do have to take the big, the big lift all the way down. So she just starts making small talk, like, "So, oh, excited? It's a red leaning class."
1: Yeah, I just hope this class goes better than my last one.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say you look a bit, I don't know, despondent, headachey.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bit of a headache. And turns out alchemy is just really not not something
3: i can good at. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, but I, I hear, despite being a red leaning class, this class is all about books.
1: books. Well, tome wielding. Yeah. Tome is sort of in the name.
3: Right. Hey listen, I, I wanna to talk to you about something. More really just touch base about something. Sure. Um, I may have been acting weird over the past week or maybe a bit distant. I'm just very <laughs> not used to all the glamour. We're mainly in a small town. It's about a 12 hour crash ride from here, unless of course you know somebody with an airship. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm from there and um, I'm having this weird thing where I came from way down here, right? Catch my drift. And then suddenly something big happened in the town and suddenly I'm like way up here, just because of my, and she lights her finger on fire, just because of my abilities. I'm not used to the praise, or making friends for that matter, so I guess when you know I met you and you were super nice, and I've only ever heard bad things about tieflings, but I thought well I'm a half elf, people say lots of bad things about half elves and I don't pay attention so why should I pay attention to what they say about tieflings, but that's why I've been a little quieter. Uh,
1: because of the background racism or because of the Weird luxury.
3: Or was it both? Both. Both. All of it. That's <laughs> just so much, you know? Yeah. But good, it's good. I mean I mean, it's certainly better than some of the horror stories I've heard of hearing of in Silverquill. Terrible what? roommates and all that.
1: I mean I imagine anyone can deal with that. I haven't actually seen Griff at all, but good news he's in this class, so you can thank him in person.
3: That's not at all intimidating. <laughs> Oh, sweet holy pie.
1: Um, so, thing is, he really hates the whole burning hammer thing. Oh, thank (laughs) you. So he's like, you know, he's up here and he kind of would rather be treated like he's, you know, more here.
4: Okay,
3: that's better.
1: Yeah, so if you just treat him like a normal person, he'll be really grateful. He's a little prickly.
3: That's fine. I can do prickly. I don't mind prickly. I hate rich and snobby, dishonest, and people who wear tracksuits in public, but that's besides the point. (laughs) And so let's go! Can you hear uh, the
5: legs of a tracksuit?
1: <laughs> the windbreaker tracksuit, even. Beautiful. Mistake! Hey!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet holy pie.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, when you get to Pillar Drop, you see between 15 and 20 students that are there finding a flat surface to sign some kind of form. This is where you were summoned. This is the place where you're supposed to be, and you realize these are your classmates that are doing this, and you hear, Hey, you two! And heavy footsteps approaching your way.
5: Ah, they just let anybody in here these days,
3: Oh, shut up! (laughs) He gives you some, like, stump bumps in the shoulder. Ow, Ow, ow! Sorry. Mistake! How the hell are you?
1: Not
3: bad, yourself? I'm doing swell. Here, you have to sign one of these things. Bit dangerous, you have to just sign off, you know, boring stuff about I, I may incur some damages in this class, standard, standard bullshit.
1: You I know? Honestly, we should just have you sign that just to come to Strixhaven.
3: Yes, I don't disagree.
1: Any more dangerous than doing the Auric?
3: No, probably. I don't think so. It depends on how tough you are and how smart. So you didn't know. sign it then, huh? i was <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, come Ooh. move over. Turning hammer, you signing or yeah. are you too scared? Come on. <laughs> anyway, hi. <laughs> it's good to see you too.
1: Good to see you too, Grandpa.
3: Yeah, I hope I see you around. And good luck! Love this class. What do you mean, good luck? Good luck.
1: Ah, uh, cause it might kill us or something.
3: <laughs> Here, grab a harness. Off you go. You have to rappel.
1: Randall, is it that despite being the same year as us, you seem to already know everything before it happens.
3: Because I'm a sous-vish, baby. <laughs> Burning hammer, you get it, right? You know everything basically at this point. Griff
1: hardly knows anything at all. <laughs> I, I know I know plenty of things.
3: As he's putting on the harness backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Our family drills it into us before we even show up. And also we have cousins and... Yeah, drills of cousins. And all that.
1: For us, there was just uh, the one other person who came here some years ago and was never seen again.
3: What do you mean?
1: The from Redfell came here some decades ago.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I, uh, yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I, I don't really, we're not allowed to get information from outside the city. So I know nothing. Yeah, Rampart. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
3: So, you rappel down. Roll an acrobatics check. Yeah, nat twenty. Wow. Nice. With the backwards harness. Good what? job. I rolled a nat one for Renya.
1: Oh no! Oh, the oh. So, can
5: can Griff help her?
1: I was gonna say mistake got a nineteen if it's oh. acrobatics. Can between the two of us, can we help?
3: I want to say Griff is in his domain. I mean, Griff barely feels like he needs to harness. Yeah! I'm, like, I'm grabbing onto I... the wall with claws and stuff. Mistake is hanging on to the harness, but doing pretty well. Yeah. Meanwhile, Anya's struggling up top, and something happens. She's like, come on, you freaking thing. Just, just, just snap, just, just. And then you just hear a snap, and she falls. But between the two of you, I want to say like one handy each by the hand, don't ah, ah, let go, don't let go, please.
5: Alex like to be like, Griff is off weight just because it's a back return, I'm
3: imagining. He goes upside down. (laughs) (laughs) One of the, uh, pillar drop staff will see this and immediately cast Featherfall and, and yeah, will gently float the rest of the way.
2: Yeah. Can, (laughs) can Griff actually, because he rolled a nat 20 and he was doing so well, he basically comes down from upside down and just like walks out into a plank? Like a cat! And then finishes off with some (laughs) sweet (laughs) push-ups.
3: And so you make it to the classroom proper, classroom, quote unquote, because this is in the middle of Pillar Drop. This is a, an excavation site, but it has been decorated as a classroom. There are chairs, but because there are only about like roughly 30 students in this class, it's a much smaller class than the ones you've been used to seeing this week. The chairs are laid out in a circle all around the walls. The middle of the quote unquote classroom is empty, save for a chest and when the door opens and the professor walks in this orc in red garments walks in just like welcome everyone gather around my name is dean Clark, warhold dean of chaos chaos you heard of it makes the world go round in this class let me tell you i believe that you don't have to be magically inclined to harness magic. Magic is all around, it's wild. You can't contain it, but you can guide it through tomes. And he just snaps his finger, some clockwork servants begin pulling some levers all around the classroom, and slowly from the roof, a series of books, thick, thick tomes begin to lower, so thick that they need to be held by ring at the binding. Through the binding, through those rings, is where the chains go. So you can still open the books freely, but they're all hanging from chains that are slowly lowering. There are dozens of these books. You realize that the dozens of these books that are chained up have symbols on them that match the books against the walls. And Dean Plard starts walking around the room and says, in this class you might get hurt. No two ways about it, you signed up for this. I don't want you to get hurt and I will come to your aid but you have to be quick on your feet. You never know what's gonna pop out at ya. And then when he says that, he just, with his cane, taps the chest. Now, all of you gather in two lines. You'll be paired up so you can think on your feet together, not against each other. And, you know, presumably all the students do. I wanna say, wherever you are in the line, Griff and stake are together.
5: I would also like to think that Griff is competing with Rampart.
3: The point of today's class is to test whether or not you are ready for what comes at you. The pillar drop is full of dangers. The further down we go, the more dangers you see. You have to be ready. The tomes are there to guide you. Look at them, study them. And you notice that each tome does indeed, once he points it out, it becomes pretty obvious that this tome is lightning-focused, this tome is fire-focused, it contains all of these spells, this tome is water-focused. Some of them have psychic damage. There's magic from all sorts in these tomes, and you can tell by the symbols. Griff would look over at mistake and just be like,
5: Grishmatusome, throws up a paw fest.
1: Paws. Yes.
3: The the problem. Tail high
1: is, five. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want to say he makes the rest of the class either step out to the outskirts so they can't see, oh. and then the two of you. It's your turn. You find yourselves in this classroom full of all these tomes, and Dean Plagg is looking right at you. Huh. You know, he looks at his red garments, looks at yours. Prismaria. It's good to see some representation in my classroom. Tomes out for everyone. F-Squad, right, the two of you? Yep. Professor Mearshaw's talked a lot about you, especially you.
1: He did sponsor me.
3: Mm. Don't think that uh, because you're F-Squad, you have the upper hand here. I may be biased but the things that are down here. They don't care who you are. Good, I don't either. Perfect. Let's get started, yeah? And he opens up the chest, and out pops a reptilian-like creature that has got entirely red skin. He looks like a giant lizard at first, and then he stands up on two feet. Go on. Fire newt comes at you. What do you do?
1: Well, firstly,
3: it doesn't really seem aggressive. <laughs> it pulls out a of fire. And
1: you go right in for the tackle.
3: <laughs> yes. All right, Romeo Gravelcheck dash the wrong move. <laughs> 17. You're going for the, the grapple, and this fire nude begins singeing your tracksuit and it's wiggling out, and just like throwing fire at your back. <laughs>
1: Mistake? Uh, I'm thinking Tasha's hideous laughter.
3: Ooh. You find the tone, you open it, and a wave of purple energy it just shoots out of this tone straight for the fire dude as griff is struggling to hold on to it <laughs> i want to say you got it by the feet now because it ah, wiggled out but like you still gotcha <laughs> <laughs> and it just starts to laughing place <laughs> that's my friend over there mistake but big high five <laughs> non-violent all right he opens the chest and the fire nude like as he's still laughing just gets pulled back into the chest. Okay. All right, let's do one more, and he opens it up and what looks like a specter. Good luck charming your way out of this one. <laughs> he would go over to the bush and go, ah, fire, whatever, water,
5: water. Ah.
1: <laughs> This thing has the specter's attention, so while Griff is doing all this, yep. she's just like carefully circling the thing and yep. dodging it if it lunges for her. Griff, 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 Griff. Please hurry up, I will get tired of No, no I got it, I got
5: it. Let's poke around in the brain a bit. And he just
3: <laughs> opens up the book. Ah, a cloud of black energy it zooms out of this book. The specter gets filled with it and it begins recoiling as it is not immune to psychic damage. And the dean's like, yes! Yes! And he opens up the chest, the specter begins to cruise back in. All right. That was exciting. Normally students uh, cower in the corner and pick uh, protection from good and evil. And that's pretty anticlimactic, so thank you for doing that.
1: Yeah, but does sound kind of boring.
3: What do you say, one last one?
1: Yes. Right.
3: All right, this thing's random. I don't know what it's gonna do.
1: Great. Right. And
3: he opens up the chest. Two giant claws come out, the forehead glistens purple as a hideous face full of sharp teeth is looking at you, growling, and the mage hunter needs to crawl out of the chest. You
1: random chest monsters produced a mage hunter! Dean
3: Plug immediately runs up and stands in front of you. Oh, okay. Go and find your books. Go now, now, this has never happened before.
1: Uh, what, surely we know stuff about mage hunters. Especially.
3: Surely, yes, <laughs> yes. I won't even make you roll for it, because after what happened last year, you know these things are resistant to magic.
2: All right, so. great, so fuck that. snake's just gonna knock an arrow. Griff wants to
5: go in for the tackle. <laughs> of oh, course he does. 13. That's a nine. Yeah, Ooh, baby! nice. This is your classic spear. The crux of your neck and shoulder blade into the, into the abdomen. It's
3: kind of like a centaur in the sense that it's got a torso and claws and a face, but then the bottom is spider legs, but spiky insectoid spider legs. So you kind of have to tackle it by the torso and then kind of swing around to the back to kind of climb on its back and pin it down. As he's doing this, he'll go, Grissom,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: And now mistake is next.
1: All right. That's
3: a sixteen. That will hit. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: Your arrow pierces through this thing. Dean Clark sees this, smiles, and immediately runs to the chest as he has a window of opportunity. Opens it, and the chest does its job.
1: <laughs> he swats Griff off. <laughs> <laughs> Still like riding on back
5: of it. Ah, <laughs> how's that for Prismari
3: teach? Ha! <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to ya, I had a bit of a panic attack there. That's never happened to me before. Out of the thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of creatures out there, you'd think eventually a mage hunter is bound to come through, but... I guess it be. does matter who you are, huh? have yeah, bad luck.
1: You know, it's in my name.
3: Good job today. A for the day for the two of you.
1: Yeah, I'm jacked up.
4: One more?
3: No, I think we're done.
4: Next! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pecoset and Nanantum peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.